Hi guys, this is Corwin. And this is James. And thanks for listening to this movie's gay. And you don't need to listen to any more. You've listened. We got that play. We got the play. Bye bye. That was it. You don't need to listen anymore. You heard me being awkward. It was just one click. That counts in Anchor as a play. And, oh, wow, my self-esteem just rose three times so that wait, click. I can go to Anchor and just hit play and then refresh and then play and then refresh like a hundred times. Uh, yeah, but please don't. Do- I'm not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, because then it it makes me think people are listening. And then and you're like, wow. I'm like, holy crap. And really, it's just me being a, being a rascal. There was once where Anchor said, mostly speaking, Sentai got like 250 plays in like two hours. And I was like, holy fuck. But then five hours later, it reset and said we didn't get those plays. But that's when we had advertisements on there. But we still got the ad revenue from those plays. So it means like we still we got them somehow. But then they reset it and said, no, 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 you didn't actually get those. Bye bye. God, if we were getting 200 plays in one day, holy crap. My dad will be slightly proud of me. Only slightly. Just slightly. A little sliver. Need a thousand for a little more sliver. Yes. Uh, Guys, please get my dad proud of me. James's dad proud of him. You know that Tom Green movie where he says, proud? Proud. You know that one. Watch it. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's from Freddy Got Fingered. Oh, Jesus. One of my favorite movies. We've talked about it, maybe. We have mentioned that movie. I still just look at you with the rainbow wheel. I think I cut the last time we talked about it. Possibly. Because I cut it for time, guys. I'm not friggin'. If it's me just blabbering on about something that's insequential to the podcast, I'm cutting it. Even if it's a minute, that's uh, two minutes of editing that I don't need to do. It's mostly just me staring. Most This podcast is mostly just me staring at James while he keeps talking. If we ever had like a live show, it would literally just be you going off the cuff about yeah. something and me just be me just staring at you like, what the fuck are you even saying right now? Okay, speaking of that, I will plug something up front that I did last week on Mostly Speaking Sentai, Mostly Love and Lucha. I believe it's episode 12. It's just me. However, like I wrote things, I made sure I stayed on subject for the most part. It's, it's an hour and 30 minutes long. Out of that hour and 30 minutes, there's probably like 25 minutes all compiled together. That is stream of consciousness just going with it. And the rest of it is written bits and I'm coherent. So guys, check that up. It's really good. Please, for my self-confidence and to prove my goddamn co-hosts wrong that only (laughs) James podcast would be successful. We shame James to make him better. That's God. what we do. That's what the co-hosts collectively do. We have a group chat. We all shame James. Uh, hey, guys. But <laughs> collectively. Corwin made a I... shame of TC. <laughs> you try. <laughs> You're the one that did that. I didn't. So TC posted a random picture in our group chat and was like, James? And he said no, and Nicole said no, and then I said no, his pants are too tight. tight. And like after I said his pants are too tight is finally when TC was like, 
y- y'all are right. <laughs> and then I said, oh, man, TC will be talking about this in therapy because Corwin knows me more. Oh, my God. I do not. TC knows you more. Y'all worked together for so much longer than I did and have known each other longer than I've known you. Plus, anytime we talk about things, it's usually about gay movies or something along those lines. And you and TC go off the rails on Buffy. So, like, I would say, especially our work life, it was a lot of TC telling me about his life. Yeah. So I know a lot about TC, (laughs) whereas I... TC knows my personality quite a bit, but also like like all of my podcasts, host, co, a variety, they they tune me out. So is everyone it, does? Is it like flipped for us? Like, so you know a lot more about TC, but I know a lot more about you than you know about me because we have random moments where. I was on Whenever You're Ready, and I was like, oh, yeah, I lived in Hawaii for a little bit. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) You did? I'm like, yes, James, I did. Nick Foster, who, guys, spoiler alert, new podcast coming down the pipeline with Nick Foster. Check out in in a month. He'll probably be on this show to promote it. I brought up that I had a vasectomy, thinking everyone knows this. And he was like, wait, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah, you didn't know that? To be fair, most of the things that you tell me about you, I also like, I know the information and then you'll mention it again in like three months and I'll be like, wait, what? Oh yeah, you did tell me that. I just filed away into the James folder and then that folder is just collecting dust. There's like cobwebs. Yeah, you're like, well, I know how to be a detective sleuth and I know how to be a boxer and I know the right cocaine to do. Uh, But then... It's that attic up in your head, and sometimes you have to take some of that stuff out. Maybe you want to take out what cocaine to do, so you stop doing it. But you can't take out being a detective sleuth or a boxer. This is a reference to Sherlock Holmes, the movie with Robert Downey Jr. Is it that Sherlock Holmes doesn't know anything about astrology or any shit like that? Because he's like, why would I need to know that? No, he goes on, it might even be in the books... About how the mind is an attic. Yeah, your mind palace. Yeah, you can only keep in certain information. So sometimes you need to push some out to make way for others. Well, that's not true. But we don't know. How much RAM do you think your mind has? A lot. It's squishy. Just so squishy. How many CPUs do you have? You remember like a ton of shit. You need to defragment your drive, James. Oh, you do that by doing mushrooms, guys. Um, That's what I've been told. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Okay, well, this week we watched uh, Analysis Paralysis, which is a movie that was suggested to us on Twitter by Jason T. Gaffney, right? I think that's his name. I yeah. don't remember I don't I, remember the main character. terrible at names, but the person who starred in the movie and wrote it and all that stuff. Tyler and Sean. Tyler. And Shane. Shane. Okay. There were mainly just two characters, and we got one that we'll shout out later. But, guys, Corwin didn't do this justice of going into the movie. Normally, I say, like, Jason T. Gaffney. I was just hesitating because I was like, wait, I know his name. And then I'm like, oh, no, I'm completely wrong. Okay, so whenever someone tells you, like, hey, can you check out my stuff? You always think it's not it's going to be iffy. But I've been proven wrong on that by when the Morphbots messaged us on Mostly Speaking Sentai and said, hey, check this out. Fucking amazing. And this movie, Jason, Jason, 
are you listening? I hope you are because you asked us to do this. And also, we didn't use that link you gave us. We watched it on Deku, which means you're getting some streams, baby. Jason, this movie is fucking amazing. I, this was the irreverent comedy I've been looking for. Well, why didn't we watch it? Oh, okay, Jason, I would. Th- this entire podcast, Jason, I'm talking to you. I have brought up, hey, should we watch this to Corwin? And he's just been like, I'm not in the mood. That's why we haven't watched it. I have not said I'm not in the mood. Yes, you have. Just like Corwin will forget things that I say, I remember everything everyone says to me. That's the opposite of what that is. But just like this is similar, I also do something with minds. I do something with things I hear. But yeah. I really, <laughs> this is one that I'm like, Nicole, you should watch it. I'll, yeah. wa- I'll rewatch it. Also, Dynastud, guys, we gots to watch that. Oh, my God. Did you know last week's movie, we've done that director before, too? Like a few of his movies? Probably. Yeah. Because he had the same, we saw a lot of the actors that we've seen before. I know, guys. But forget all those other movies we've ever done. Analysis paralysis, or as I like to call it, anal wisis paralysis. Okay. Yeah, that silence will be edited out. So uh, I'll even b- insert in Corwin giggling. He'll go, <laughs> I do that, Corwin. Wait, like this? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You got to re listen to episodes, man. I edit the fuck <laughs> out of them. It's James used to send me the episode like after he got done editing it, and then he just stopped doing that. But then we started recording the day before it gets released. So, Chill. yeah. That's what happens. We got to start banking because I am already anticipating July to just not record at all because it gets hot as fuck in this apartment. Well, then we need to record those and then also record some of the Pride episodes. Yeah. Pride. Well, yeah, we'll start recording Pride in May. Yeah. And then June is when we we'll we'll do like two a week for a century. Oh, my God. I'm kidding. It won't be. As long as we do like two uh, one week, then one the next week, two one, you know, just we'll we'll figure and it I out. And I gotta figure out when I'm doing shows and things. So. What? Yeah. Where, where's my cut? My ten percent. Busy boy. Or my six point six six percent. Um, you only get six point six six if you uh, actually like send me an audition and I book it. Okay, guys, please. Instead of sending, stop messaging Corwin. <laughs> Message me no about stuff. No one ever messages me. Uh, well, I'm just a pre. Uh, I'm getting ahead of the curve. Don't send requests to Corwin. Send them my way so I can send them him way and get six 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 six. Woo! That was my impression of James. Corwin, what's this movie about? This movie is about someone that has an anxiety disorder that causes them to basically play out every single scenario that could happen before something happens, and it causes them to not make decisions, and they call it analysis paralysis. And that's the movie. Analysis paralysis. Okay. I don't even know if paralysis. Yeah, that is that correct? Paralysis. Yeah. Parella, is it L Y? Corwin, 
quit giving me that stare like, oh, I know the answer, but I'm just going to sneak around telling you. Corwin is up right now just sneaking on his little tippy toes, and it's crazy. This floor creaks normally. Corwin, he's so light-footed. I've heard I actually... (laughs) You're making a joke, but I scare a lot of people on accident because I walk so quietly. I've heard of Artie Lightfoot, but Corwin Lightfoot? Oh my god. That was a Super Nintendo game, Artie Lightfoot. It was very good. Oh my god. The Walcotts had it, and we played it, and I don't think we could get past the first level ever. Alright, I think the best synopsis of this movie is, whenever we see the character first, James goes, That dick! Dude. And then, <laughs> and then two seconds later, he goes, He's working it. Okay. That's the whole movie. Is Jason, are you playing Tyler? Is that? That's Tyler. Okay. Jason, you got that dick, dude. Oh my God. Like, it's, it's so. Okay. It's the same for nipples. Whenever I see like hard nipples in a movie, I, it, I'm drawn to it. It's there. Someone made the conscious decision of looking through the lens, seeing hard nipples and didn't say, hey, before we get going with it, let's, let's rub those out. I, doesn't that make them harder? No, like you you like push them in and then wiggle it. And then they're they're no longer hard. Okay. So, when someone has a package that must it looks like it came from Santa, that's how big it is. <laughs> and then Jason the cinematographer, uh, while you're laying down in the bed, gets pretty close up. We can see head and all. Like, we can see an imprint. And man... James was... St- I didn't see nothing. Be proud of that, man. I was focusing on, like, the six-pack. James was like, I'm focusing on the dick. There's a scene where Tyler, our main character, is having sex for the first time with Shane, our other main character. And Tyler is playing out, like, what bad could go wrong. And this movie is the funniest intentionally funny movie we've ever watched. It's very good. The jokes are hard. Uh, man. But even that, that dick is soft but so huge. But talking about hard jokes, we see all of these things that are playing out with them having sex for the first time, and Shane is being entered by Tyler's penis, and oh he's God. like, it, is it in? And he's like, yeah, it's all in. I j- Anyone would feel that. It's huge. That would be like saying like, yeah, it's a small ball peen hammer. But even if you were to hit something like a kid size ball peen hammer, even if you were to get hit over the head with it, it'd still hurt. That that thing's big as hell. You go notice that, guys. And if you don't, guess what? Uh, You actually aren't in there. You're just in between the cheeks and you think you're there. Or you think you're in the butt, but you're actually in their vagina, and uh, your ex-girlfriend tells you later while crying, saying, I actually lost my virginity when we thought we were having anal sex. And I was like, yeah, that's that, I'm okay with that. I'm still going to count the time we had sex for the first time as the time you lost your virginity. I stopped listening to James like <laughs> <laughs> three minutes ago. But yeah, man, be proud of that dick. James is like I'm gonna go on a very long rant about a dick and I'm like all right well I'm tuning this out well even person who played Shane he was rocking it when he was walking around in his underwear they were both rocking it guys 
if I find out, if I get the DVD and there's extras and behind the scenes BTS, and I'm not talking about the rap monster, if I find out that you guys use prosthetics to put in your underwear, you know how the internet got so crazy about James Corden not really driving the car in carpool karaoke? Picture that times a thousand. I never heard of this discourse about James Corden not driving the car. Oh, yeah. It's so stupid. It's like, obviously, he's not driving the car. That'd be dangerous. So dangerous. But Corwin, now that we've we've gotten this dick talk out of the way. Anxiety arrow. Uh, very funny. <laughs> Most of my notes are just me pointing things out in the movie. Same. Like I'm like, lamp. Yes. Love. Marshland monster on the thing love what i'm just pointing out things in the room Oh, okay no the because i don't have that my anxiety is not bad enough to debilitate me in a way like that but i do have a lot of anxiety so i've definitely had those moments of like imagining something happening and then whenever he was like trying to go outside and like you know he first went into the the ledge and like got hit in the face and then, like, his next scenario, he started to go to the ledge, and then he was like, nope, that happened bad last time. So I went around, and then he got shot with an arrow. And then he, like, you know, avoided the places where he was like, no, that bad thing happened. I've definitely had a couple of times where I've, like, imagined something bad happening. I'm like, nope, not going to that corner. I know it's bad. That's a bad corner over there. That has happened to me, yes. Nothing like that's happened to me. The only kind of thing is sometimes I see shadow people, and those freak me out. And then always growing up, like anytime you go in, the, because you watch one movie where there's a killer in the bathtub with the shower curtain like oh, closed, yeah, same. You, you always got to open that curtain. I'm like the one time I don't open it, it's going to be a murderer in there. I don't care that I was in here five seconds ago and I just opened the curtain. Got to open the curtain. I don't care that the curtain's already open. There is one small spot that I cannot see. Got to move it. I know this is well treaded, trotted area, but... Whoever created and wrote and whoever filmed the Final Destination series should be awarded of how they conveyed fears to the audience because I'm still making sure there's not little bits of water underneath the toilet because a kid slid and then hit his head on the counter. No, uh, he went into the shower and like yanked it down and like there's a cord in the shower a wire thing with like inside of the wall and he like got choked out by it and died like that. Wow. Uh, elevators terrify me because I think in number three, <laughs> someone's like head got ripped off at, in an elevator. Yeah. They, they had a hook on one of the staff members for the hotel or something like that had hooks on his hands and like her hair got stuck in the hook oh, yes, and yeah. then like oh. she tried to leave the elevator. I'm like, why didn't you just go back in the elevator? That's why I keep scissors all uh, on me at all times to snip my hair. Snip that hair shut. I, I don't do that, guys. But if I had a multi-tool, you'd have it. All right. But yeah, Final Destination scares me. The shadow people, those mainly happened while I was riding bikes and I'd like go. I don't know what it was. When you ride a bike at night, you'll see shadow people, I guess. And... Usually when it was like trash day and I'd ride my bike, it would seem like a shadow person was jumping out from behind a trash can as I was riding my bike and I'd get freaked out. I'm surprised I never crashed my bike because of it. Just guessing it's got something to do with like night vision and not being able to see things that you normally see. So your so. brain is making things appear that aren't there same way like in a dark cave where you it's so dark you can't even see your hand in front of your face if you move your hand up you can see it dang 
I have done that though. But did I ever tell you that story? We went, we drove down to Florida. It was an ex, myself, our friend Michelle, and her boyfriend at the time, who we all thought was cool, but not going to get into this during not that. Cool. Uh, no, yes. He was emotionally abusive to her. Gross. Just broke up with her multiple times at Universal Studio. Beat him with a bat. But that's besides and the that's point. Rude. They wanted to go. No, it's not. <laughs> no, I was thinking of like just like beating someone with a bat sounds abusive. Oh yeah, well, yeah, obviously. Yes, Whereas we were talking about a serious abuse or like thing so i was like oh that's rude of me uh, okay then whip him with you know on ninja turtles in the beginning ninja turtles 2 secret of the ooze donatello has that like little hit him with the rope of truth from wonder woman okay yeah or do that uh but it, it's that little foam bat hit him with a foam bat foam bat so we go down to your neck of the woods to the mammoth caves that's around you ish no it's in like Kentucky. That's in your neck of the woods. No, it's a that's a touching your state, right? That's so far away. It's still in your neck of the. When people say Ohio is practically Kentucky's not the South, James. It's still touching, right? Oh my God, James! Like I think Chicago and Wisconsin, they're they're close enough. If someone were to be like, yeah, you know, James, did you fail geography? No, I <laughs> I passed with flying colors geology. <laughs> Those are two different things. A quick tangent. It's also rock related because we go to a mammoth cave. I was doing a presentation about a mountain range. We all had to do it in college. And I was talking about the rocks that are native to that mountain range. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this one is that. This one is that. Then the next slide, it's a PowerPoint. I say, and anyone, can you guess what kind of rock this is? And the teacher and everyone was like, well, you know, it, it looks like there's some sediment and some crumbling, this and that, like they're trying to analyze it. And I go, that's crack rock. Next slide. And then <laughs> I go into the next one. I would have gotten an A, but she gave me a B because of that. And I was like, hey, if that's just one letter grade, I'm totally fine with it. I would have put Dwayne the Rock Johnson as the next. Can you tell me what rock that is? It's the rock. It's a hard rock. Oh, you could have done ACDC too. Or the Hard Rock Cafe. Oh, well, yeah, because it's hard rock, ACDC. Yeah. Okay, so we're at the Mammoth Cave. I did not know that I was a f I was claustrophobic and also afraid of not heights, but heights when they're man-made. <laughs> so I was like, hey, it's just a cave. Like you go into a cave opening. No, this was a man-made opening that someone just put some dynamite in the ground, blew a hole in it, then made stairs drilled into the side of this rock and then you look down and it's just darkness yep so we go down this and then i'm crying the entire time 19 years old uh just terrified like we are going to die down here uh yeah a terrible way and that was the first day of our vacation and then of course it, it gets bad because of that boyfriend who is there but luckily, I uh, girlfriend at the time and me, we were able to segment off. But so we were in Florida, drove there. Her alternator stopped working. So we were like, oh, we don't have a car now. Luckily, she has family somewhere in Florida and drove two hours to take us to like AutoZone to get us a new alternator, put it in and called it good. 
We would have been fucked. Yikes. At the time, it seemed like it was terrible. But in retrospect, it was fine. We went to uh, all these places. I, that's when I got into comic books, too, because I had Simpsons comics at Universal Studios in the gift shop for the Simpsons world. Nice. And that's when I got... I love comic books now. Nice. But Corwin... You made a good thing out of a bad trip. We did. And I got into SpongeBob again during that trip. <laughs> all right. What, what were you saying related to the movie? Uh, bad boyfriend going to Florida. I don't know. Nothing. All right. Next note. I remember what other people say, but what I say in and out my own mouth. Just like, like everyone else, James doesn't even listen to himself. Oh, it's a fair point. Fair point. (laughs) Uh... So when we're meeting Shane for the first time, he's just screaming like, are you noticing me? Are you noticing me? I need you to notice. And that's me on podcast. Whenever there's a microphone, I am screaming, <laughs> he's like, are you I noticed, noticing me? I said, I notice you. And then he's like, do you notice me now? And he's doing push-ups. And you're like, I... I said I noticed you can stop doing what you're doing now. But he's like, I only want to be with people who notice me a lot. It was one of his imaginary scenarios. And uh, his therapist told him to uh, make a simple plan and follow through for his anxiety. And his simple plan was asking out a neighbor. That's a big step. It is. That is like a giant thing to do is asking someone out. Very anxious. My simple plan is asking my dad if I'm perfect. Jesus. Are you just ready for disappointment? Uh, No, that's a a line of Simple Plan's song, Perfect. You're just ready for disappointment? They are, except... Yikes! That dad has to be proud of him now. So proud. He sold millions of albums with his rock and roll music. I mean, there are stories of, like, celebrities being, like... Oh yeah, I'm like super famous, but my family's just like, oh you, well you're an actor though. Like they don't have a real job. And that's when you cut your family loose and say fuck off, <laughs> fuck off. Even in this movie, he's making sixty dollars an hour as a lawyer, and his family disapproves because he could be making more. When I was first going to school for acting, I remember specifically being at Cracker Barrel with my entire family for like some holiday meal. I think it was like the week before Thanksgiving or something like that. We were having a giant meal at Cracker Barrel. It was like my first year in college for acting. And one of my aunts has just spent a good half hour talking about how I would never amount to anything as an actor. And I'm just like, "Mm -hmm, great. These are really good biscuits. That's the story. I cultivated a crazy personality as a teenager, so none of my family has ever given me that talk. I was always the quiet one. So my first, before I found acting and wanted to be an actor, I wanted to be a game designer. So my aunts and uncles would be like, oh, because one of them is, I guess she's a programmer, I don't know. But they are like, oh, you go to be a programmer but you're not going to mount to anything as a game designer i'm like y'all are not supportive y'all are not supportive just going back on my memories y'all are not support i knew it then too like y'all do not support shit and this is why you voted for trump Uh, they'll say you're not gonna amount to a priest you're gonna be sending so many people to hell (laughs) one of my uncles too whenever i move whenever i moved to chicago um this is after i'd already 
you know, graduated from college and spent some time in Hawaii and had, while is in college, done stuff at Second City here and gone to, and by stuff, I mean like classes, not anything significant, but you know, that's still like really cool for someone that's from the middle of nowhere in Tennessee to like go up to a big city and take classes at a big comedy place, like, and to like be brought to do that. Yeah, it was a thing. So, and then also to perform off Broadway already too, like have done things significant already as an actor. And my uncle's like, oh, you, if you, if you, uh, if you can make it as an actor, I'll eat crow. And I'm like, okay. So when I got my first like paid show in Chicago, I'm like, oh yeah, I've, I've done this. And he's like, oh, well, I don't mean that. I mean, like if you are like on TV, like in a big movie and I'm like, the fuck you're just gonna keep raising the bar because you, i'm not good enough you're like hey man i'm on i'm on a netflix original man i said on tv not on a streaming <laughs> service i get on tv it's like i said like a movie i i said you've got to be brad pitt you're like yeah i just booked a ifc original he's like that's third tier cable man i'm talking about a network yeah i'm like i'm like okay cool i am in chicago i'm doing acting when I want to do. I have a great podcast. I am my full like job where I make the most money at is not make the most money. I don't make a lot of money. I mean, my job where I'm like, you know, paying my bills with is exclusively in theater. I do not wait tables or anything like that to make money. So I'm still not successful in my career. I'm like, okay, I'm not making a lot of money, but I'm still doing something that I love to do. And I'm not starving. So I think I've hit success in okay. that capacity. Guys, I don't have that issue. However, I've always kind of wanted that, you know, to really push myself forward, even though I'm already pushing myself very hard to the point of exhaustion. But there's no, like, out of spite of doing things. So. I'm so spiteful. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my entire life you've told me I won't be anything because I'm not going to be straight. Thanks. I... Uh, no longer am just saying like, hey, guys, tell a friend just to help this grow. Tell a friend about this podcast so it gets super popular. And I already know what you're thinking. People from Corwin's Neck of the Woods, they're already not going to say Off-Broadway's popular. They're not going to think a podcast is popular because they don't even know what a podcast is. That's not the point. The podcast is super popular. Then some real agents, I'm kidding, I'm a real agent. They hear about Corwin from this podcast. He's a hot commodity now. <laughs> then he's on, uh, we can't get you on a Fox show because they'll say Fox is in a real network. So uh, it's got to be ABC or CBS. I don't think they'll go for NBC. They'll probably say, what are you on the Peacock? We're just going to set it as my family will never be supportive of me. I mean, my accomplishments so far in life have just been to move to Chicago and to like, you know, survive on my own, which is enough. And that's okay. You're not just surviving, you're thriving on your own. I mean, that's because I'm doing a podcast with you and you do all of the stuff and you're 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 working real hard to make sure that you have a great podcast network where I can talk about gay movies that I like. Well, no, I'm saying like in your career, you're thriving. Oh, yeah. I mean, it could be better, but 
as far as like where I am now and what I'm doing, I'm happy with it. Corwin, I'll bleep this out. How much money do you make? Not enough. Okay, dang it. Because uh, I was, <laughs> whatever you were going to say, I was going to say, that's a king's wage. No, I, because my primary theater company that I work with is Saltbox and they're a not-for-profit. So like, I'm not working with them to get paid. I'm working with them to get art done, to do th- good things for the world. And like one of the things we've done is we went to Indianapolis and did a show about the USS Indianapolis survivors and all that. So being able to be a part of something big like that is is awesome. And I get to work with Saltbox and do stuff like that. And that's incredible to me. So I'm proud of my work. Was that the one where you guys were in like a bunch of oil water? Yeah. Okay, okay. I wasn't in it. I was the house manager. A Corwin, he, after the show, he would dip in and be like, ooh, I'm like one of the actors right now. <laughs> no. You're like, no, absolutely. It's gross. But I was in Macbeth, and that was incredible. Yeah, I saw him. He was glowing. And I've house managed all the other stuff for Saltbox, which is also incredible, so... But like back, oh, Macbeth, glowing. no, no, you're like normal job that you make. My normal job, I work for a theater company that does all the big shows in Chicago. Yeah, as box office. Yes, you're and it's thriving. In theater management, and which is what I wanted to go into when I was leaving college. Yeah. So you know, I make enough to pay rent, and that's great. More than enough to pay rent, Not but more I more than enough to pay rent, but how, enough to pay rent. I also forget always that people have student loans. Yes. So like that is I a have bill loans. people have to worry about because when we worked at that other place, that was a king's wage. Holy shit, that I was like That was a king's wage. I'm not making as much as I was okay. making at the other place. Damn, man. That cuz I, was... I took a pay cut to be like, "All right, going back to theater." Oh yeah. I took a you took, <laughs> you took a pay like cliff. You I, were like, I'm jumping off the cliff. I went from making like 43 grand a year to, which is a king's wage, guys, to making $20 a week. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm happy with this decision. <laughs> it's a good decision to make sometimes. If you're working a big job that, and I say big job in the sense that it's like a job that's salaried and all of that. And you're deciding to quit to go work in a small theater company or to run your own podcast network and stuff like that. If you're leaving those big jobs to do something that makes you happy, like good for you. Yeah. Like be happy. It, this world sucks too much to go through a job that sucks. Yeah. Especially when the company is morally bankrupt. Yeah. But we're not going to get into that. <laughs> we got into a lot today. Okay, uh, so I, I would like to, when he's meeting Shane for the first time, or when we're meeting Shane for the first time, he is going through these scenarios. One is the, are you noticing me? But the next one, he's talking about like, hey, this is my turf because I'm having sex with all the wives around here. But he says, there's not a pause. He says... Something along the lines of like, boy, pussy is around here everywhere, which luckily we had subtitles because it's boy, comma, pussy. I thought he was saying like boy, pussy is around here everywhere. I was like, what? That pussy. Yeah. I was like, what? He's being very forward about this, but at least we know he's gay. And that was a fear he had. Can we get into all his fears he made a pie chart of? Yeah. Okay. So we paused it, made sure we... Wrote it was down like everything. The very first step: ask him out, and like, what could go wrong on this date? 
So 35% in this pie chart is hot guy with no personality. That could be a problem. 25% is man of my dreams. Yes, that's what we want. 15% normal. Also what we want. Uh, yeah, normal's fine, guys. Last time I checked, uh, Hitmonchan was normal I fighting. Think, so, okay, you said 25% dream, 15% normal? Yeah. Okay, so we've got 40% there, and then we had 35% hot guy with no personality yes. that's also fine if you don't have a personality that's totally fine so he's got 75 percent chance of it being a-okay but then we start getting into the nitty-gritty 14 percent a jerk yeah that's not good yeah okay i, I was waiting for you to oh. comment back on it I, I was like do you i mean i no one wants a jerk five percent a serial killer that that's fine. Okay, it's, it's not, not, guys. Uh, <laughs> he sees, like, in one of his flashes, before we see this pie chart, he's listening to a news report, and it says, uh, someone was just found murdered, and the prime suspect is Shane. And then he says out loud, goes, not a serial killer, not a serial killer. And then Shane goes, "What did, did you say something about serial killers? No, I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> And then we have, next up is 3% straight. Bad. Gross. 2% Trump's secret son. Gross! And then 1% vampire. That's okay. Yeah, vampires is okay. We're going to say yes to that. So, 76%. Everything would be fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you threw in vampire. <laughs> also, if you're like the, I forget what the LARPing thing is. There's an RPG that's about vampires and it's, it's cool. There used to be, uh, I heard this on a podcast, Heather Ann Campbell was talking about how in downtown Chicago, there was this LARPing group that had its own building and it was like a five-story building where they would play this vampire LARP and each floor was a different setting. And you had walkie-talkies to, like, if you had, like, a psychic link between people, you could walkie-talkie and say, like, this is what's going on on this floor. But you just paid to join for a night. And it's bonkers that that was something that happened. Wow. Don't quite believe it. Uh, no, it's true, though. Incredible. Guys, it's a Vampire the Masquerade. It is either that or Vampire the Masquerade is the Dork Tower version of the game I'm thinking of. Guys, check out Dork Tower. It's fantastic. But yeah, Vampires is fine. Vampires is fine. 76%. That's good. We also have... What grade is that? Is that a C? Yeah. It's a C, y'all. A, a solid C, not even a minus. No, I think it's a C. Isn't it... What, a 75? I thought it was 70, 75 was D. No, and then that's 70... 60. Oh. The 60s are Ds, 70s are Cs, Bs are 80s, then... 90s to 100 is a oh no that's not how my grading scale worked oh my school's grading scale was like was 100 to 93 was an a oh uh, this grading <laughs> system's about to get a smack by me and then 85 to 92 was a b and then i think 75 to whatever that other number was it's hey. a c 85 to 92 that's where all my 90s babies is am i right put it in a comment guys where my 90s babies at right here <laughs> the 90s babies are gonna turn 30 soon actually some of them are turning 30 this year yeah. Sorry. it's not good ripping pieces y'all quick thing we got one of my favorite lines is they're having dinner for the first time 
And he says, oh, I'm a criminal lawyer. (laughs) I wrote this one down. (laughs) And he's like, oh, that sounds that sounds tough. He's like, yeah, sometimes I got to carve out my uh, the defendant, the defendants. No, the plaintiffs. He's got to carve out some people's uh, kneecaps with a spoon. And then he goes, oh, uh, that sounds like it hurts. And he goes, that's what they said. And he's like, "Uh, wait, what? Yeah. I'm a criminal lawyer. A lawyer who is a criminal. Fucking so good. And I wrote down, yeah, lawyer who's a criminal. I learned the law so that I can learn how to break it. Oh, man, you're like Dexter Morgan. The laws so that you can break them. How am I going to break this obscure law if I don't know it, James? I don't know. Uh, well, I'm going to learn it. Just try. Just You can't lasso it. a catfish in Tennessee. I'm going to fucking lasso that goddamn catfish. I'm but pretty sure night. that's a law. Do it at night. I, <laughs> I'm going to do it in broad daylight. Yeah, but you know it's illegal, so. And I'm a criminal lawyer. It's fine. No, you want to do things in a way that you don't get caught because no, you know the law. I know the law, and I'm going to blatantly break it in front of everyone. Oh, dang. Corwin is not, I, I wouldn't even say not a good lawyer. He's just doesn't have common sense. No, I just have no fear. Okay. Corwin is a psychopath, I think, is people who don't have emotions, or am I thinking of... Sociopath. Sociopath. Oh, sociopaths are people who know they're bad, and then psychopaths are people who don't know. Well, James, you shouldn't call someone a sociopath in front of them. Maybe. It's not very nice. Well, a sociopath still doesn't wouldn't care. I don't know, guys. <laughs> I've heard it explained, and Nicole explains it in reference to her father, uh, but I don't know which one he is. Me or, or Nicole's father? Nicole's father. Oh, But speaking of weirdos... Corwin. No, Drizzle. (laughs) Drizzle was my favorite character. I hated him at first so much, but he came around. Uh, There's a waiter and his name is Drizzle. Uh, Excuse me, sir. I I didn't catch your name. What was it? I'm Drizzle. Uh, See, it sounds like you're saying Drizzle like precipitation. That's my name. Drizzle. Amazing. I'm pretty isn't that a isn't that also like an app to buy booze on? The only drizzle I know is uh Master Shake's alter ego from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Who is the Drizzle? What is that app? I don't know. And then he asks, Do you have sparkling water when trying to get a drink order? Oh, it's drizzly. Okay, what what does it do? Uh you can order alcohol. Okay. For delivery. Oh, that's why I don't know. I'm a teetotaler. But yeah, they're at a restaurant and they were trying to order food, like Italian food. I'm like, what kind of restaurant are they at? Like, are they at a restaurant that doesn't serve Italian food? Is this why Drizzle's like, we don't have that. But no, they're at a restaurant that just has a list of ingredients on the menu. And they're like, you just got to tell the chef what to do. Yeah, they're a scratch kitchen. Incredible. You've never heard of a scratch kitchen? Never heard of a scratch kitchen. Me either. (laughs) I have. Is it like those noodle places that you can go where you just like get the bowl and you're like, oh, I'm going to put all these things in the noodles? Maybe. Like uh, Genghis. Is it Genghis Grill? I don't know. All I the only place I've been to like that is in a food court at Mitsua. There's also one in food life where it's like that, where it's their noodles and stuff and you can pick rice noodles or whatever. Maybe rice. I don't know. But you get like, there's a thing of like all these veggies that you can pick and then your sauce and all of that. That's what, yeah, that was that, but like a whole restaurant. 
And they went back. They did, but I like a bean noodle. Okay. I don't know if those exist. Are there soybean noodles? It seems like that you could make a noodle out of soy. The miracle drug hemp. You can make that out of a noodle. There are probably noodles of a lot of things, James. Guys, let us know. What's your favorite noodle? Anyway, yeah, Drizzle was great because they're like, I want water. And then he does a little dance, which is awesome. And then they don't, he doesn't even bring them the water. And then uh, we don't see this, but they're talking about Drizzle and he's like, yeah, he's a bad waiter. He took away my dessert when I just asked what sauce was on it. I wasn't even I would do the same thing. What? Take away. No. (laughs) What sauce is this? All right. Well, it's mine now. My sauce. He's bad, guys. But Drizzle's funny. He is also the fake judge in his scenarios. I also loved when they're having sex for the first time. They're talking about who will be topping and... Shane pulls down his underwear and says, ooh, and with an ass like this. And then the first one, an immediate, just aggressive fart. Just so, the comedic timing in this movie is so good. We completely missed a moment, too, when the therapist was like, hey, I can help you out with this, this, uh, this thing that you need to do. I'll write it down. So she writes something on the paper and hands it to him. And he looks... (laughs) He looks at the paper and just says, look up. And he looks up and it's just the therapist there. And she just goes, I hate you! And just screams for a solid five minutes about how ridiculous he is. And I love that. Corwin's over-exaggerating. the funniest moment. She was screaming for like four minutes and 50 seconds. Jesus. (laughs) Gotcha. Oh my God. But yeah. Incredible. I, he pulls it down again in a different scenario, and he's like, wait, no! And I guess he has such a white butt that it burns his eyes. Is that what was implied? I have no idea. Jason, please. I think that's what was supposed to happen. Oh, and then the oh, Danny boy. While they're having oh sex. Oh, my God. I'm guessing. <laughs> so they're having sex, and this is also when he's like, oh, is it in? One of the scenarios is he's like, are you okay? And he's like, I'm great. Something like that. Then start singing Oh Danny He's Boy. Like, am I okay? I'll tell you how I am. Yes. And then uh, just a uh, church choir haunting rendition of Danny Boy plays through this sex scene. It's incredible. I've never seen a sex scene with the background music of Oh Danny Boy, but it was great. It, all of this uh, movie's top notch. And there's an episode of Shit's Creek where Moira starts singing Oh Danny Boy. And anytime. Anytime that song comes up, that's all I can think of. So it was just another layer for me. Oh, Daniel boy. I have one more note and then... I have a lot, but I I also can't read one of my notes. I've been staring at it for a long time. It says next note because we got to start wrapping up. <laughs> well, I love it because I, I wrote something. I can't read it. It says, so you're... And then it looks like asleep and then... And under it, I just wrote, love that. <laughs> uh, maybe it's the time when he sees the yogi oh my god the yo oh he was asleep and then he woke up and just screamed at him and woke him up because he thought the yogi was in bed with him yeah there was a yogi that he anxiously made up in his house that would just appear and scream at him kind of like how spoget does on tim and eric uh and then he got called ner- nerd and hit a lot which was great um, I wrote me next to that, you know, 
So I like calling people nerds. Oh, I thought you were going to... I was <laughs> like, no, you call people that. You're yeah. the bully. I know. That's why I wrote me. Nerd was the line, not the subject. I wrote that neither of them can hold a conversation in the beginning because it was just awkward as hell, which was great. And it... Uh, demonstrates the the ridiculousness of everything even the subtitles said awkward silence yes drizzle drizzle's line was drizzle doesn't care incredible and then whenever he interrupted their first kiss and just goes bread and drops a big old bread basket in front of them beautiful and then the father we didn't even talk about the parents showing up so that was why i went on a rant earlier about not having family that is supportive because Shane is a criminal lawyer and he doesn't even have his family isn't even supportive of him. They're just like, "Mm, you don't make enough money. He's like, I make 60 bucks an hour. And they're like, "Mm, that's not a real lawyer's wage. Cause a dad is a in quotes, real lawyer. Cause he does uh, patents and things. And that sounds like a punk ass bitch lawyer. Like that's in my, but that scene where they first meet and he just like, Gives him a hug and stabs him with a spoon. Incredible. Oh, yeah. And then is like, I'm the alpha. And then the son stabs the father with a spoon. It's like, I'm the alpha. The mom stabs them both with the spoon. Ah, love that. All I can think of is Robin Hood. I'll carve your heart out with a spoon, Robin Hood. Yes. Just, if you're a criminal lawyer, you're dealing with criminals. If you're a patent lawyer, you're dealing with nerdy inventors. And then in that scenario... After he stabs him with a spoon, he goes, nobody fucks my son without asking me first. Also great. Um, and then Tyler was reading Riding with Brighton, which is a book that I've read, which is a great book. You should read it. So it was, I loved seeing that little bit of queer literature in in the movie. And speaking of things that you should do, watch this movie. Watch it's, the movie. It's on Amazon. I don't want to talk about the ending because I want people to watch it. Yeah. And I don't want to give anything away. Please watch this. Yes, the director, Jason, we're talking to you, did ask us to do this, but we're not getting paid to talk about it. Hey, y'all want to watch this movie? I got a movie. Watch it. He sent us a link, but it was on Deku. And we said, yeah, let's just watch it here. Give him that that streaming revenue. Don't know how much that is. It's probably not as much as it should be. Three cents. Maybe. God damn, man. It's it's a flawless movie. I loved every part of it. I don't think it would be flawless, um, but it was I a think really it good is. movie. I will say I did a cardinal sin of Marshland Media podcasting, and that was bringing Frank into the room while watching something because he distracted me through a, a, probably a 10-minute chunk. That is not on the movie. That is on the handsome cat that lives in our apartment. Yeah. But I would I would recommend the movie. A two thumbs up if I had more. If I was Goro from Mortal Kombat, I'd give it four. Okay, Goro from Mortal Kombat. Oh my god, and Corwin, if you were also Goro from Mortal Kombat, then we'd have eight thumbs to go up. Then Big Toes as well. That's 12. Okay. Oh my god, but if we were Ursula, she has like six tentacles. Yeah, she actually only has six because uh, eight would have been too hard to articulate. Mm. So the animators only gave her six. Incredible. 
Well, there you have it, folks. I'm pretty sure. I'm positive that's real. I think it was on a Try Guys or an Um Actually. Anyway, yeah, movie's great. Thanks for recommending it to us. If you guys are creators of films and things like that and want to recommend your movie for us to watch, do that. Or if you just love a movie and want us to watch it, tell us because... You know, I pick the movies a lot of the times and I just I like to just Google and be like, all right, this movie, because I've watched a lot of the ones that I know James will easily watch. So it's harder for me to find a movie and not have to be like, "Okay, James, so get this. This movie is all in French that I'm fine with. um, And there are subtitles. So we're going to have to read it all. And it's like two and a half hours. That I'm not fine. (laughs) See, it's a struggle. Um, it's not just find a movie under an hour and 40 minutes. I need art, James. No, there's a, there's a lot of good movies that I haven't watched yet because I know they're over an hour and a half. So uh, For those we movies, we'll will. just watch them separately. No. Like, I'll watch it a, a little bit one night and then the next day before the podcast, I'll finish it up. No. It's good. Most, okay, a lot of watch-through podcasts, watch the thing don't separately care. don't care <laughs> don't care but corwin if they wanted to give us recommendations where would they do so do so on twitter or our email or anything all the information is in the description the twitter and instagram and all that is at this movie's gay uh you can also dm me directly on twitter or instagram and all that it's uh at core winning that's my name with ing at the end so that's great to get in touch with us. Another thing I want to plug is Sawbox Theater Collective, the theater company I talked about earlier. Uh, follow them on Twitter, all of that. And uh, yeah, those are my plugs. Yeah, but one quick correction on Corwin's plugs. If you are trying to get in contact with him about a, a role, remember, DM me first and I will DM him. <laughs> Guys, are you enjoying this? Do you think funniness is out of this? Go listen to my other podcasts, such as Mostly Speak and Sentai, This Movie's Gay, What the Hell Mouth, and Hit It and Crit It. I, I say all four. out of funniness. Guys, listen to those podcasts, especially last week's episode, The Mostly Love and Lucha, episode 12. I think the name of it is The Illegal Cribs Come Into Play. It's me. It would mean a lot if you check that out. Go to MLMPod.com for more information on that, or just search those names wherever you're listening to this Or if you'd like to donate some money our way, go to mlmpod.com forward slash donate. We'll give you a shout out. Ooh, a lot of shout outs. You might just become an integral part of my podcasting like Steve F. Oh, it takes two to make a thing go right. Steve F. And actually, it takes two to toku to make a thing go right. It takes two to toku. Eric from Ranger Command. Eric from Ranger Command. Diaz, who's making her way through some of the podcasts. I think this is the next one she tackles. Or maybe Shane, you know, hit it and credit friend. Uh, What? Who showed up for our streaming? He might, I don't know if he wants me to tell this. I don't think he listens to this podcast. He's thinking about starting a podcast when he moves to Chicago. Tell him to hurry up and move here and then be on this podcast. Um, I can't wait. Uh, He was in town for one day and I tried getting him on a mostly speaking Sentai. And he was like, I I just do not have the time. I was like, rats. Uh, Also listen to my rap music under Marshland Monster. You can download all the albums for free on the website. And... Go watch me stream or play some video games, which Corwin and I are just about to do over on Mostly Speaking Sentai's YouTube channel. You will have missed it, so you can watch the old one. 
it'll be up there unless it's atrocious like one of my streams that i was like that's going private <laughs> it's just gonna be me yelling at it's not actually gonna be yelling at james it's just gonna be me playing and being like what i can't see that what's happening you'll be uh, i know you'll see everything man it'll be fine all right guys i've been james and i've been corwin yes bye, bye. See you in class, bitch six. Oh. This has been a Marshland Media production produced by James McCullum. For more content, please visit mlmpod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod and sign up today.